La 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 la. Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorized. My loves today, I think I'm going to do something a little bit different and this is probably going to be maybe a longer and more emotional uh, blog. No, this is a podcast. Yeah, good on me. <laughs> um, anyway, I wanted to share with you mistakes I've made in my business. And I'm going to talk about the mistakes I made last year and mistakes I made, I've made, you know, like six years ago and mistakes I made in the beginning of my business as well. Um, Because I feel like one, it's fun. It's always fun to hear about other people's mistakes. It makes you feel less alone. Um, And it's also just really useful uh, maybe for you to see that, uh, mistakes are a part of this process and that you can still be successful even when you make mistakes and you can forgive yourself and give yourself acceptance and know that that's part of being human as much as it pains any of us to to think that but making mistakes is part of being human. So I think I made quite a lot of mistakes last year and it was kind of like all internal mistakes and I realized this like as I was doing my kind of yearly planning I was going through my goal workbooks and I was doing my uh, reflection of 2022 and I just wasn't happy with it wasn't just the results but it was the way that I was feeling inside me I just didn't feel like I was on fire last year I didn't feel like I was on sole purpose I just didn't feel thrilled with the body of work that I'd created um, and so I was looking into what mistakes I made that you know that got me there so first and foremost Um, I was psychiatrically diagnosed with ADHD about halfway through the year um, and I um, usually when you are diagnosed with ADHD uh, it's very very common it's to be expected but you have uh, a period where your symptoms are even more exacerbated because you become very aware of them and um, you just have this kind of ADHD regression Um, and I did I had a massive productivity slump because I was just constantly head fucking myself just like oh is this my ADHD and oh my dopamine levels must be low and and you just like start thinking so much about the ADHD instead of just like getting on cracking on and doing the fucking thing Um, so I don't want to over identify too much with the ADHD this this year I just want to be like you know what cool and I actually know how to work around this in a lot of ways I've been doing this all my life Um, I don't need to head fuck myself over this Um, I am reading Peter Shankman's book faster than normal at the moment and I think that's a really useful uh, reframe for me because it looks at the ADHD brain as being um, you know, it can be a real entrepreneurial gift and it's recognizing that it works at a much faster faster pace than others. I think when I was like reading a lot of uh, books and articles about ADHD, of course it goes into the challenges so much and so then you kind of over-identify with the challenges. For me, I want to stay focused on the blessings of it while still giving myself the support Um and resources to make things even better you know another mistake that I made personally 
and it's it's a really tricky one. I know why I made the decisions I did, but um, my kids' school started going through, well, it's always been very up and down while we've been there for four years, but um, particularly in the last six months, it was really in crisis mode and it was very, very stressful for me and my husband as parents um, having kids to go to that school. And I just wish that we just fucked it off earlier. I really do because it crushed me. Um, it really did. And um, oh, I feel teary still thinking about it just because I was gaslit so much by school administrators in terms of being like, okay, this is going on. This is not good. And they're like, no, that's not going on. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. You're like, that's fucking bullshit. You're lying. You're absolutely lying. And they completely were lying. Um, so that was really difficult. And it's very difficult like, to go to a place every single day to drop off your children when you have no idea who is going to be there that day, who's in charge, whether they've got their shit together, when any, like, you know, if anyone's going to have a fucking blow up that day. Um, and like, the, oh, it's just, oh, it's so frustrating and so difficult. I'm not going to say the school's name publicly, but if you're here on the Sunshine Coast and if you'd like to know where not to go, uh, feel free to email me because I will let you know. <laughs> Um, so I wish we just pulled the pin earlier. I wish we'd gone, you know what? This is fucked. This is really fucked and just gone a lot quicker, um, and pulled our kids out much, much sooner rather than hung out, um, for as long as we did waiting for the new year to start. So I know we did what we thought was best, but it was just an enormous energy suck and, um, I was going to therapy and all that kind of stuff. And I, like, as soon as we left, I was like, oh, I actually don't need to go to therapy anymore. It's, there wasn't anything wrong with me. I was just in a toxic situation, a very toxic situation. And it was emotionally and abusive and such a head fuck. Um, so I feel fucking great now. My kids are at a new school and it's different from where they were. We were in an alternative style school. Um, but they're in a new school. We're really happy with how it's going so far. And uh, praise be, may it continue to be low drama, low crazy. <laughs> Please. Um, anyway, so that's like a more personal thing. But it definitely made a massive fucking impact on me. And as a repercussion of that, I, because I was so stressed out I started seeking out other ways for me to like relax and um, you know increase my dopamine and all that kind of stuff and so I started playing an online game and you will fucking laugh at this guy you'll fucking laugh but I played a game called Star Stables which is this horsey game um, and it's you know it's online game and it's very popular with like tween teen girls around the world and you get to buy horses and you train them up and you do races and then you do different like activities and you um <laughs> you can buy different costumes for your horsey and 
anyway, I got, I played it with my kids for a couple of weeks and then they lost, like lost interest. I did not. I kept hammering that shit hard and I was playing it, um, you know, a couple of hours, like a night. And um, what I realized was that I was dopamine addicted to gaming instead of being dopamine addicted to my business. So I liked seeing like me going up the levels in gaming. <laughs> my horse is trained for level 15. Oh, la di da. Instead of going, oh, I've accomplished that goal. Um, and so I was using my using star stables as a stress relief instead of what I've usually done, which is used my business for stress relief. And I know that sounds funny, but my business has always been the place like it's like the place that I can control, the place that I can really um, feel like I am in control of the universe in one very small way. And it's brought me a lot of dopamine over the years. So whenever I'm stressed, I'm always like, woohoo, it's so great. I get to like work on my business because that's going to give me dopamine hits and it's going to really thrill me. And so by getting more obsessed with the horsey levels instead of the business, that um, it had two results. One, uh, I think it cost me about $100,000 in revenue. <laughs> guys a hundred thousand fucking dollars in lost revenue because my focus was on training up my horsey i am screaming i do want to like i do want to say here like i'm enormously privileged because you know my business makes um so much money that it's not crisis for me to like lose hundred thousand dollars but it still just makes me wince, right? Like, oh, sweet Jesus. So if you've ever made a mistake in your business, like, was it you playing ponies online? Pretty ponies. And costing your business $100,000. Fuck. 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 Anyway, it's really funny. It's really funny and also like, oh no, I don't like that. So one, it had the revenue here, but two, it like when I got to the like December and I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this isn't great. This doesn't make me feel great. I don't feel like I'm living my best life when I'm not creating and instead I'm playing pretty pony games. I get that I was doing it in order to try and relieve some of the stress of school. Um, the school situation, but wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Enjoy that one, guys. Enjoy. I remember going for a walk with my darling friend Maddie, and I told her, like, and it was just as I was doing the figures and realized how much Star Stables had potentially cost me. And we were just screaming with laughter on the street, just screaming. We'll go for a walk, I'm just screaming. It's just like the only horses. fun good fun um hey everything is content it really is now other mistakes i've made apart from the the ponies hey usually people get addicted to horses the cost of money in other ways right <laughs> bit of gambling or you just own horses and they just cost you a lot of money right but surely it doesn't cost you a hundred thousand dollars in six months <laughs> no it's fine 
It's fine. I love it except myself. Okay, other mistakes I made. I didn't invest enough energy, and this has been for a few years a few years now, I didn't invest enough energy in masterminding and making sure that I was really spending time with people who pushed me to new levels, you know, just making it the new, like the normal to have people who are just making really big shit happen. Um, and I now have that. I've got a local mastermind group. I love them to bits. It's just such a beautiful thing. Um, but I forgot to consciously create that for myself over years over a few years other things I did I last year I created uh, get organized and uh, how to hire and manage a VA and those are really highly requested workshops but 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 um, they were I created them because they were so highly requested instead of me um, having that big soul urge to make something and be like, oh, this is the vision. This is what I need to create and putting it out there. And like, that's okay. Like sometimes business is just like a, a combination of those two things. My my business has definitely been a combination of those two things, but I don't feel as great when I'm doing stuff that isn't just like a direct download, like this is the energy, this make it happen now, instead of just going, oh, well, I should just make this because other people want it from me. Um, it's just a different energy. And I do want to try and stay more focused on creating courses that are just coming from me. So to say that those courses aren't super helpful and useful for people, just a different energy. Uh, I noticed as well last year, I really didn't blog and write consistently and um, I don't think that was helpful, you know. I Blogging and writing for me are the way that I connect with my soul and the divine. And I feel like that's a place I do my best work. And I just don't feel like um, I did that. So I want to recommit to doing more and more this year. All right, my husband's just come home from running an errand for me, so I'm going to go kiss him, and then I'll come back, and I'll do some more talky-talky. Back again, sugar plums. Well, that was a long kiss. Um, not in the way that you think. Uh, I ended up going grocery shopping afterwards, and um, now I'm back here. Hooray! And, oh my God, I'm so thrilled. Um, my new... MacBook Air just arrived while I was out and I'm just so thrilled. I've been using the same kind of MacBook Air for over 10 years now um, and the ones that I have, I, I had two because one was ooh, maybe eight years old or older and then the other one was like six years old. Um, and I bought them specifically because I liked the setup of the keyboard. I get RSI uh, really easily in my wrist. So there's only certain very specific kind of laptop and keyboard that doesn't give me RSI. Um, and so such was my obsession that for a while there, I couldn't use the new MacBook laptops that were coming out because of the angle and the way the keys were formed and that kind of stuff. And um, I bought one MacBook Pro that I couldn't use because it hurt my hands. So Chris got uh, got that to inherit that one. And then 
I really needed another one and I ended up going to our local computer store and seeing if they had any stock and they actually had stock of like a two three-year-old laptop um, out the back that was a brand new unopened MacBook Air from the era that I wanted so I ended up buying that for like $2,000. <laughs> um, anyway I've been hammering these laptops and um, they both shit their pants at the start of this year. One shit its pants completely and um, needed its battery replaced for like the third time. I've just like kept on replacing these fucking batteries. Um, and I thought, I'm just going to put this one out to pasture. And the other one just, as soon as I had a couple of tabs open, just started dying. And so I thought, this is, this is ridiculous. I just need to now upgrade to a new, brand new spanking laptop um, and thankfully they've changed the form and changed the keyboards back to something that I can use so um, it's just arrived. I'm very excited. I'm very finicky about the laptops I use and like I did feel guilty about that for a while and my husband was like what are you talking about like writers always have like this one fucking vintage typewriter that they can only write with you know or one type of pen or one type of paper so it's okay for you to be very finicky about the one tool of your craft um, so I appreciated that anyway I'm very thrilled to have a new MacBook Air and long may it live long may it live the one that I is that died um has already died um it's a running joke between me and my friend tam because years ago when we were living in canberra we were she was visiting me and we were doing a live stream that went for hours and hours i think i was running doing the academy and we weren't going to stop live streaming until we hit a certain number of members <laughs> I think we live streamed for like four or five hours um, and we had like we got beers at one point and went out to the garden and having a fabulous time on the live stream and knocked over a beer onto the laptop and we thought that was the end of days for that laptop and no it's kept on going and I think it actually improved I think it improved the quality of it I'm <laughs> just joking we did have to years later we had to replace the keyboard but I've always had such good traction with my Mac laptops um, they just last me for a fucking age and I use them like workhorses so anyway that's my very excited <laughs> new laptop vibes update let's get back into the content that I really want to talk to you about today um, which is about mistakes that I've made so the some more mistakes that I made last year was, and this is a very small one, but I think it's important. Um, so my whole ritual at that point was when I was in the car and I had something to say, I would pop my Anchor um, app on record and I'd shove it down the top of my overalls or whatever I was wearing and just talk into it while I was driving my car and I had to do um, a lot of driving at that point um, to do school run and stuff so I always had plenty of opportunity to do that um, and then at one point my app started malfunctioning and I would record a whole bunch of stuff and then it wouldn't save and it was so frustrating and it kept on happening over and over and over again I kept on like you know I'd finish the end of the drive, I'd press stop, I'd press save, it wouldn't save, it'd just disappear. And I was like, well, 
fuck, I just spent all that time. And so I ended up repeating myself over and over again. It still wouldn't save. And um, and then I was always in a rush by the time I got to the end of the destination. And so I wouldn't fi- think to fix the app or work out, troubleshoot what the issue was. So um, for a few months there, I didn't really podcast purely just because I kept on having this app issue and my whole recording process was fucked. So um, looking back on it, I was like, hmm, probably could have spent a couple of minutes at home, sent myself a message like, hey, fix that fucking app because do the podcast, actually publish the podcast. But I didn't. Um, other issues I think I had was um, I started doing this um, tradition of monthly uh, review posts about my business and my life and it would include a lot of pictures and data or statistics all that kind of stuff and it was fun to start off with but then it started feeling like a real chore and they were just a, like you know they're quite a lot of work to pull off um, and not just in a way where I can just like creative stream every thought that I had it was just that there's like lots of components to it and um, and so I started feeling hemmed in by that formula and I don't do well with formulas and I don't do well with um, consistency of like creating the same thing over and over again and I think part of the issue was is that usually I would like do a little write-up about the things I'd done that month and they were usually in dot point form and so I would end up sharing things on there like things I've done that ordinarily I would write a long blog post about um, that really like went into the depth and the details and how it felt and all those experiences Um, but because I was doing this formula then I would write this content that um, was just more dot point and I just don't feel like I was my best creative work and it also just didn't give me that like kind of spiritual high I get from you know really in-depth long form writing about something so I think doing away with doing the monthly review posts at this point is a good idea just so I can try out a different form of creativity again I think as well uh, other issues that I did last year was I you know I disobeyed my own advice and I wasn't Ingrid the implementer so if you've done any of my courses you know that there's like three types of learners there is Um, Eleanor the enthusiastic who signs up for a whole bunch of courses and books and programs and mentoring and whatever um, and then does absolutely fucking nothing with them then there is Ruby the reader who just like buys it but then and reads it all but doesn't actually do the homework and then there's Ingrid the implementer who by you know chooses to invest in a program then goes through does all the lessons and does all the homework in the lessons and implements the ideas into their business and um, it's a really important concept and a really important way to get the most amount of value out of like you know education and learning new shit and I feel like I just I slipped off um, you know upholding Ingrid the implementer principles and I went more into kind of Ruby the reader or sometimes I think Eleanor the enthusiastic but it wasn't I wasn't too bad at just like buying a lot of shit and not using it it was more just like reading and not doing anything with it so I really want to re- recommit to being an Ingrid the implementer with any learning that I do um, last year I also just felt like I just wasn't a great manager but the thing is, for me, I'm actually just not, it's not what I'm born to do. 
it really isn't and I keep learning this lesson over and over again it's just not my jam um, and I, like with the current team setup it worked really well for a while so I had a person doing customer service emails and then I had um, an assistant who was my online business manager and uh, she was doing you know kind of managing a lot of the sales and launches and stuff like that and I realized like I'm really not taking full ownership of my results um, and something needed to change and like in my yearly planning I was just like oh I think I need to actually go back to being my online own online business manager again and um, I want I still need a VA just a part-time assistant who does all of the customer service emails and does all of like the, the tech background and stuff like that but I really need to make sure that my fingers are all over the sales and marketing and uh, copywriting all that stuff it's just kind of all kind of come from me and most importantly I need to make sure that I have full ownership of the results that I have because when you've got an online business manager like there's a, there's a different kind of expectation usually um, and so I wasn't sure how that would work out and um, because I dearly love the assistants I have now and I didn't want to mess them up in any way um, so my primary assistant came to me and for health reasons she needed to reduce her work intensity um, for six months and I was like and thought that that would mean that she might need to quit um, even though she didn't want to and I was like no we can actually just like work this out because I am happy to step back into being kind of my own online business manager and launch manager sales manager um, myself um, and so now they're doing all the customer service and tech support and all that kind of stuff and that's great and then I chatted with my customer service person and just to check in how they were feeling and they were kind of uh, more than happy just to not be doing customer service anymore because they've got a whole bunch of other projects to work on instead with other things um, so in, in their own business and stuff so it ended up just working out beautifully for everyone and I'm very very grateful I'm very grateful for my two assistants like they've worked with me for a long time now and I just so appreciate that they are so empathetic understanding willing to take um, to like have communication and feedback like the amount of people that I've hired who have fucking tantrums like a toddler um, or refuse to just be just clearly communicate their needs or their concerns or their worries it's mind-boggling so the two that I have are, that I have had been working with have just been incredible and I'm just so freaking grateful for them so uh, those are kind of the lessons of the last year for me in terms of the mistakes I made the tweaks I wanted to make I think in terms of historically the mistakes I've made in my business there's been some that I've just learned huge lessons from the first definitely is hiring a large team so my business was growing and growing and growing and the way that I thought I needed to deal with that growth was to you know hire more and more team and along the way I realized that I hate that I hate it I hate managing staff I do not like having um, a large team I do not like managing people um, and 
there's just something about my brain that's like I don't under I inherently don't understand most people and you know that's likely because I'm autistic so I never understand um, when people aren't just straight with me and like you know empathetic and have a clear communication um, I don't like dealing with people drama whatsoever I like I joke but it's not really a joke I really do prefer to only work with neurotypical t- people now sorry neuroatypical neurodiverse people neurodiverse people only because I understand that I understand how their brain works and I understand that they will clearly communicate to me what they're going through um, and we can work out stuff together but neurotypical stuff the, the subtlety and the insinuation that I should know something I haven't been told something I don't get that at all and so it was actually just heartbreaking and entirely hugely stressful um, for me to go through having a a large team Um, and the thing that I discovered is that when you have a large team you have to work harder not less right like so I usually only work like 10 hours a week that's how I've always done it historically in my business um, for because I was working full-time and then I had a baby and then I had another baby and that's where I wanted to place my time was on my family so that 10 hours a week is that's just carving out that amount of time away from my other commitments for my business you know um, and when I had a, a team I noticed that like I had to work even more hours um, like you know I was up to 20 25 hours and that you know that still seems less than most people which totally is however for somebody like me who's autistic uh, I still had very small children at that point that I wanted to be around and I felt like I was missing out on a lot of stuff and my physical body actually just doesn't it it can't cope with that many hours at a desk um, because I have hypermobility and my bones dislocate uh, quite easily so for that range of factors working more hours is just not in my plan Uh, and I also found that I might have been working more but I was doing less of the important work the the important work for me so I couldn't create as much and um, it was actually very very difficult for me to carve out time for me to actually do the creative work in my business and it even got to the point where I'd have to start doing it on weekends because my work week no longer meant that I could create which is just insane right like you you create a business purely because you want to create and then you're back to this place again where you have to create only on weekends because your job is sucking the life out of you doing things that you don't want to do so um, a large team is not for me and um, I don't foresee in the future that I'll ever go back to having more than um, one or two part-time assistants so um, I remember crying in my Uh, accountant's office uh, like after that experience and you know it took a few years to right size my business after that like you know when people would leave I wouldn't replace them I unfortunately had to fire a few people for not being able to um, do their jobs Um, and um, and 
yeah, it was just kind of like it's natural attrition. It di- I didn't just go one day, oh, well, I'm just going to blow this whole thing up. No, it was kind of a weaning down process. But I still remember crying to my accountant and just saying, I just thought that was the right thing to do. And it sucked. It sucked so bad. Uh, and I feel like I've just made the most enormous mistake in, you know, hiring a team and then going through this process now of my of reducing my team size back again. And he said to me, Leonie, like when you're in a high growth business like yours, you only have two options. Well, you've got three. The first is you hire a large team in order to deal with that business growth. The second is that you outsource a lot of um, your stuff. So you're effectively hiring other agencies with their own staff to do that work for you. Um, And then thirdly is to throttle your business growth or streamline so excessively um, so that you don't have to um, do either of those options. And the only way that you find out which one is the right one for you is by testing and doing it. And she said, like, I've just seen it so many times. There's no one right way to grow a business. It's to do with the personal makeup, like the the personality of the founder, whether one is going to work better for them or not, because one of them isn't inherently better than the other. Uh, it's They both come with pros and cons. It's just working out what the, the pro and con for you is. So for me, I ended up doing a little bit of the outsourcing thing in that um, for a while I worked with a public, publishing agency um, to print and publish my books instead. Um, and now I'm doing print on demand again um, so that I don't have to have a huge team to deal with that print experience. And then I also did you know, streamline my business as well so that uh, the nice to have, so I just didn't do anymore. I think as well, a part of this is like, I, I thought I needed to do business like anyone else. And whenever I get into that mindset, it, it's just not the right one for me. I need to accept that I do business in a way that's custom fit for me and me alone. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, and that I can definitely like take inspiration and ide- like, you know, get ideas from how somebody else runs their business and I can test it and try it out and see if it works for me. But there is no one right way to run a business. And I am 100% allowed to create a business that is works beautifully for me and for my gifts and for what I want in my life. Another mistake I made um, was hiring a person with narcissistic personality disorder. You don't find out until it's too late and they've already wreaked a huge amount of damage. Um, I... I can't remember a time where I was more fucked up by a person <laughs> than being in, with an, around a narcissist, just working with a narcissist. Um, and seeing how personally devastating it was to me and to my confidence levels. And that is with, you know, I have a beautiful husband who is not like that whatsoever. I have a really lovely home life. I have a very high level of self-confidence um, and, it, you know, a really good understanding of my own self-worth in a lot of ways um, and how completely that 
dad's self-worth and self-belief got decimated by being around a narcissist. And it made me hyper aware of, um, you know, if you're in a a romantic relationship with a narcissist, that would be even more debilitating, I think, because I had a husband in the background going, that's not okay. That doesn't feel right whatsoever. Like, I'm not happy about this person. And, and, you know, I had a sanity check going on for me. And even still, I was really broken by it. And it took took a while to heal from that experience um, afterwards. I'm grateful to know now the signs of narcissistic abuse um, and I'm grateful because it now sort of gives me a little bit like I can usually see the signs in it much sooner and I can also see like the characters in my history where um, narcissism was at, at play as well you know it was often like the most challenging relationships that I've had romantic not romantic um, oh no I had one romantic like that but, you know, family relationships or friendship relationships where things just felt really fucking off. It's usually because of narcissistic personality disorder. So uh, if you're not, if you haven't already, it's, it's useful to have a look at a narcissistic personality disorder checklist just so that you can be aware of um, what that's like uh, in case you come across it. Um, and another mistake I made... And this was years ago, um, and my husband was my saving grace once more, was I just, I wasn't paying enough attention to the bottom line in my business. I was looking at the revenue and not the profit margins. And so I thought I was doing awesome because look at my top line. And then um, my husband was like, hey, uh, I'm seeing that we aren't actually moving the financial needle here whatsoever. What are we... Um, what are we doing? What do we need to change? We need to um, right course. And like one thing I want you to know about me is that I am a, uh, a person who's, my opinions are not all, always easily changed. Um, and I'm very grateful that my husband has is very strong within himself. And so when I give him kickback for something he's told me, He's like, okay, I get that you're upset, you know, you're upset about that, but I'm still going to keep raising it with you anyway. Like he's, he's not um, particularly concerned if I don't take well to his feedback. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, I, I still need to tell you anyway. I'm still going to keep telling you because red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, so I'm very grateful for his. Uh, grace and understanding and uh, his how solid he is in himself and for him to go hey babes love you and you're fucking this part up (laughs) I appreciate that Um, when I was writing this like coming up the dot points to share with you I realized like 
it, like there's these different phases of my business. And in the very, very early days of my business, um, I was making different mistakes. So in the very early days, um, I definitely struggled with burnout a lot more because I just was so running at my goals and um, without any sense of work-life balance or rest or anything like that. Um, one particularly memorable moment, I was still working full-time in the public service. Um, my business had had a huge growth phase and I realized the only way that I could deal with it was to sleep less. And so I was staying up till midnight every night working after I'd finished you know, a whole day at work um, for the working in the government. And then... I started waking up at like 5 a.m. or whatever and one particular particularly special day um, I was like jumped out of bed you know 5 a.m. I was like wait okay I've got I'm gonna go outside and meditate for 100 breaths first and that will you know that's good self-care and I was just so exhausted and um, ran outside into the backyard and did my meditation and then went to stand up and I collapsed and collapsed just kind of head first into the ground and I remember laying there kind of laughing at myself because my arms wouldn't move to pick myself back up I was just so exhausted I'd just taken everything out of my fuel tank and I thought well you know you really wanted to get grounded this morning Leone and he were very grounded the ground is in your face um, and after that I was like you need to go back to bed so I went back to, back to bed and over, you know, a long period of time, I learned, one, I can't do everything. Two, having a customer service VA is is, is critical for me personally um, because otherwise I can't manage. Um, and I also need to have essential like stop work times and make sure I'm getting more than enough sleep for me personally i need at least nine to ten hours sleep a night in order to function that is on the higher side likely because i'm autistic but um, it's just what i need um, so i need to give myself that if i want to um, carry on and at that point as well i really learned about the economic cost of burnout and what that means is I was doing these huge stints of work and with my business while still working full time and then I would burn out colossally and then I'd have to take three months off from working so hard and at the time I realized that um, for me if I was burnt out it meant that I was losing about $5,000 a month. Um, in income, so that's like fifteen thousand dollars because I'd have to take, you know, I'd, I'd have to take time off to try and heal. And so I realized that anything I could do that cost under fifteen thousand dollars to prevent burnout was a good investment to stop me from having burnout. Does that make sense? Like, it, like fifteen thousand dollars was going to be the cost of every single burnout, and so I needed to look at how I could prevent that burnout from happening and sometimes that meant investing in things like um, you know massages and self-care and days off and things like that and then it was also like crafting containers around my life so I didn't burn out and I started like I got better and better and better 
um, at knowing when the train of burnout was coming for me and working out what I need to do to pump the brakes and cushion myself so that didn't happen or when it did happen it's going to be for far less time. Um, so those were, that was a really huge mistake I was making in the early days but it was you know I needed to learn that lesson. Um, another thing I did was like really I didn't take good care of myself and I didn't give myself the conditions I needed to thrive in the early days. Um, so for example um, we I became the solo breadwinner for our family and um, we had a baby and we bought a house that only had one bedroom and um, I couldn't work in the house because like baby just knew <laughs> and plus I couldn't record anything because if she heard me she would wail to be with me you know um, and so I was <laughs> you know I was going to go work at cafes I was working up trees in the local park I'm not even kidding I was working up trees um, but you know I was living in a really hot place and um very humid at one point I got stuck up the tree because there was a snake up there and it was just some wild west fucking shit and I was I remember talking to my mentor Hiroboga about it at the time and she's like Leonie like how can you expect yourself to do your best work in these conditions <laughs> uh, you need to get a place and so I felt like a huge step to go and hire an office and it, but the answer was like in plain sight from our house I could look across to this set of buildings I went and talked to a real estate agent and they had like spare offices there and they like lent it to me for 50 bucks a week it was amazing 50 bucks a week and it made a huge difference to my life so um, often you need to craft containers um, to help you you know do your best work it doesn't have to be like the best of everything but at the very least something that's not going to like endanger your health or um, you know prevent you from doing work which some of the things I was doing did <laughs> um, and the last thing I really remember was when I had my first baby um, and I was going through postnatal depression and anxiety and having just such a god-awful time and my husband um, he was like come on we're, we're gonna go out for to go have some lunch together so we took baby with us and um, I think she was about maybe nine months old by that point and I was just so fucked up I was so fucked up and so depleted and he brought out two pieces of paper and he said okay can you just write down on this piece of paper everything that you think you need to be doing right now and everything that's really important like everything that's your job right now and I'll write down the things that are important for me that, to be doing right now. And so I started writing and I just kept on writing and kept on writing and kept on writing. <laughs> Turn the pieces of paper over and I just kept on writing. And um, at a certain point he's like, did you want to stop? And I'm like, I don't think I've got it all yet. And he's like, I think, look, for the purposes of this exercise, you, let's just say that that's good enough. And then he got me to read out to him all of the things that I thought I needed to be doing and some of those like all important priorities that I thought were absolutely essential was that I needed to become an organic gardener uh, with my own veggie patch um, that I harvested every single day and made three nutritious 
homemade meals from every single day for us and for our daughter. Um, and if I didn't, I was a massive failure. And this is coming from somebody who's never gardened. <laughs> I've never been that much of a, like, good in the kitchen or interested in the kitchen whatsoever. Like, I just had all these beliefs in my head of what it meant to be a good mum and a good person. And I was driving myself absolutely fucking insane. And so every time um, I was eating food that I hadn't made that wasn't from the organic garden, which was 100% of the time, I felt enormously guilty. Um, and so I read it all out to my husband. My husband, I just I still remember his face and him just going, honey, no wonder you're feeling so overwhelmed. You know, like that's a lot. That is a lot to take on. And those are things that are not particularly that important nor have they ever been that important to you so they don't need to be that important now and he showed me his list and all of his list was be a good husband be a good dad and at the time he was studying at university so he was doing that so that he was doing that as well um, and he said Leonie and all the time that I've loved you what, what I know is important for you is um, you want to be a good partner you want to be a good mum you want to make art and be a creative and you want to run your business and that's it. Everything else is just going to have to go fuck itself. Like the organic garden can go fuck itself. And um, the, the homemade meals, it doesn't matter. She's being fed and if we buy that stuff from the supermarket, that is completely fine and it's what we've been doing our whole lives anyway. Um, and it was just a real permission to just take off a lot of stuff off my plate and just have permission just not to give a fuck about it anymore. Um, so that was a very nice relief um, to know that. So those are the things that I think historically I've made mistakes with. Um, and when I think about the things that I don't feel were ever mistakes, there's quite, there's quite a number. I have never, ever regretted putting my kids and my husband and our life together as a central priority. The business has to fit around us, not the other way around. I also don't regret not traveling, not going to conferences or flying all over the place to go to events or masterminds or whatever. Um, I've lived a very home-based life for a very long time. I've gone to fuck all things and um, I'm very happy. I might have missed out on a lot, a lot of opportunities outside that could have grown my business, but I don't give a fuck because one, I like being at home and two, I don't want to be away from my family really. So no, thank you. I also don't regret the fact that I haven't really had like a very high paid one-to-one -one business coach. I had kind of like a spiritual mentor for many years here at Boga. Um, but in terms of, you know, those really high paid business coaching experiences, it's not actually been for me. I did it once uh, 10 years ago, didn't really get a huge amount out of it. What works for me and my personality and the way my brain works is to buy books and buy programs and be an autodidact and do it on my own time. It also works for me to 
um, be a part of kind of more group mastermind experiences and sometimes those are formal and sometimes like informal and um, some of those are paid um, but I don't have to have a one-to-one -one coach to succeed it's just not my personality um, I'm also really grateful for having ADHD and autism it yeah sure it comes with challenges like everything does but it's still a gift to have a sensitive nervous system and a brain that takes in a lot more detail than the average brain and a brain that also works at a very different speed like I always talk about the fact that an ADHD brain is like a Ferrari brain uh, it can go amazing speeds but it's going to need a lot more servicing and a whole team of support to keep it on the road um, much more than just you know your average Toyota Camry kind of brain so I'm grateful that I've got it and I'm also grateful that I get to build a life and business around it as well and I'm also I don't regret the fact that I don't have to pretend to be professional or polished in my business I'm glad I made the decision to share about hard times publicly to talk about postnatal depression my neurodiversity experiencing illnesses like hyperemesis gravidarum talking about the experience of right-sizing my business and the difficult times in life and business you know I would choose to do that over and over again because fuck being professional with all of this like I just want you to know you're like not alone in making mistakes mistakes are a really normal part of business they are experiments that give you really useful information often you don't know what the right option for you is until you try it and you're like oh okay no I didn't like that no that didn't work that sucked and it's not something that you have to take like personally and be feel oh, in pain about like you're less than for that it's just information you're like oh okay cheers thanks for that like and now I do something different so I think it's useful I want to normalize uh, the experience of making mistakes in business and for you to know that you can make mistakes like playing pretty ponies that cost you a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> Um, or hiring a sociopath <laughs> um, it's just important to forgive yourself and accept yourself and just keep exploring anyway keep turning up just because you've made one mistake does not mean that you're shit that you're doomed that you're bad at business that you've got bad intuition you're a bad judge of character no it's just a normal experience of life and you're doing really really well and I'm really proud of you and all of us for continuing to be human and do the things anyway I love you so much I hope this has been useful and um, may we make mistakes graciously and gracefully and forgive ourselves and keep turning up anyway bye